think I attribute that a little bit to the hypocrisy of the internet. If it doesn't suit what they want, they're not gonna agree. So at the end of the day, I think it was very well done. Big moment for Latinos. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Season two. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yo, Lewis. Y'all ready? Just musically Yo, speaking. Pedro. What's good? Check. I'll let the music talk to ya. Like Lou and P. Pedro got that vision so your mind can see. Lewis got them ideas, let them out be free. We got the whole industry speaking musically. Season two, every episode it's is popping with facts. You can get behind the scenes of the acts and tracks. All the drama in between, work it out and relax. We talk about the real shit and the wax on tracks. So turn it up, light it up, ear pods and beats. It's musically speaking. Like Lewis and me. Turn it up, light it up, ear pods and beats. It's musically speaking. Like the Lewis and me. Let's get it. Ha 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 let's go Ha ha, start the show Ha, yeah, yeah, that's how I bless y'all Uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah, yeah What's up? Welcome to Musically Speaking, another great episode My name is Lewis And my name is Pedro It's been a busy, busy month yeah, I mean, the beginning of the year is always a time of a lot of action Folks trying to get back into it I'm excited, there's, there's a lot to, to go over I mean, we just came off of what was a probably one of the most memorable Super Bowl halftime shows in history. Agreed. I, I thought it was a well done Super Bowl performance and very buzzworthy for good reasons, in my oh, opinion. That's a good. That's a good way to put it. You know, <laughs> usually you hear about what is the what went wrong. Yeah, or this person wasn't good, or you will have a crazy viral moment. You didn't get a lot of that here. Yeah, yeah, just a lot of good, good dancing, good just overall great energy. I just thought it was consistent energy from the beginning to the end. Yeah, it was. It was good energy. They did bring some surprises that I wasn't expecting. Uh, Bad Bunny mm-hmm. being one of them, Maluma being the other one. No, I'm uh, sorry. No, 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 J Balvin. I'm sorry. Yeah. The, the, the story behind that was... Yeah, it, it's easy to confuse that, but go ahead. No, you know why I said that? Because I said that originally when I was hanging out with my friends. You know, I got torched for it. So, of course, that's still on my head. <laughs> but yes, it was J Balvin. Gotcha. It was weird because both of those artists who made surprise performances don't really have the songs that they performed a uh, part of their repertoire with the artists that were the main acts. Exactly, exactly. So there's almost like four different artists up there. Correct, which I thought that was very well done and big Latin flavor. A lot of folks very, you know, I think that the Latino community extremely happy about this. Oh, extremely. I mean, my Facebook timeline and Twitter timeline was going off the hook. I mean, there, there's so many Puerto Rican flags and proud and, you know, and not to forget, you know, Shakira, who killed it, who started the show off and, and, and both J-Lo and her ended the show together. She did well, too. She, you know, there was no surprises in terms of the songs. I think she hit all the main songs that I think we predicted, but uh, Shakira blew it up, man. Yeah, they, they Shakira did great. The, the dancing, uh, again, to add to not just that there are uh, Latinos performing in in the Super Bowl halftime show, but these are women headlining it. Absolutely. So that's a big deal. I was very proud of that. And lots of dancing. I loved the the dancing and the movement, like you said. Just action-packed, lots of fun. And like we predicted, at least where I was, everybody was paying attention. I don't think people were really not trying to actively... Pay attention yeah, to yeah, the halftime yeah. show, and then I, I would I would guess to address uh, address the elephant in the room. You know, I think it was there wasn't also an element of sexiness, right? You have two beautiful women, you know, and just very attractive, and just uh, you know, and 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 catering to that audience as well, you know. And there and there was a little bit of of, of uh, I guess what you would call uh, 
pushback on J Lo's performance and particularly her performance on you know the on on the poll. Uh, you know, some it checks some people the wrong way, but I think you give anyone a reason to hate or anyone a reason they're gonna they're gonna take it and run with it, right? Yeah, I think I attribute that a little bit to the hypocrisy of the internet. You know, if it doesn't suit what they want, they're not gonna they're not gonna agree. So, what do you say to people who say, "Oh, it's too adult. There was too much skin." <laughs> that's just that's uh, honestly silliness i don't think you know both of us are really respectful um performers who are are moms who have kids who are very conscious of what we do and uh we are we're we did a show that i believe was a celebration of women and our latino culture that was really well received and like the small faction of people who want to you know, be negative about it. It's not something I can even let in because it was such an amazing night. So many beautiful things came out of it. And uh, the message of standing up for yourself, being a woman, uh, that's what I want to pass on to the little girls. That's what we want to say. Just like, you're strong, you're beautiful. Everything about you, be proud of it. And uh, I'm very proud of the performance. I think that was part of it. But at the end of the day, I think it was very well done and a big, you know, moment for for Latinos. And it kept with the theme of Miami. And in addition to that, I don't want to, you know, take away from the fact that Demi Lovato performed the national anthem. anthem. Yeah, amazing. She did a great job. And a lot of folks were extremely impressed with her performance. So this is kind of all part of her comeback. Yeah, she's having a great comeback, man. Great, great. You know, Grammy, she did she did superb, and she blew uh, the national anthem out the water. She's having a good start to her year, you know, and I hope it just keeps up. Yeah, and like we mentioned before, you know, we, we think the world of Demi Lovato, and we want her to succeed, especially after what she's been through in her private life. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, the Oscars just recently happened. So, yep, yep. And uh, Oh, I'm sorry. One, one more thing before we jump to the Oscars. Uh I wanted to mention it. You know, I think we predicted this before. I think when someone does the Super Bowl, you know, folks, I don't know if folks know that, you know, the artists do not get paid, right? So Jado didn't make any money from the Super Bowl or Shakira. But usually what happens is they make the money on the back end, right? So we did see reports of spikes in sales of Shakira's um, catalog as well as JLo's. So they, they ended up, um, you know, making gangbusters out of the after the Super Bowl, um, rightfully so. I think they just re-energized and got people re-interested in their song. So big kudos to them. Excellent point. Uh, that is what NFL sells these performers. Exposure. You're going to be in front of a, a, probably a billion people. Yep. And that gives you an opportunity to either, you know, put your music out there if you have something to promote or to have people listen to something that perhaps wasn't in, on their radar. Uh, to to reiterate, uh, Shakira's whenever, whenever, where, whenever, wherever, or wherever, mm-hmm. whenever, um, wherever, whenever. There you go. And that became a <laughs> that became number one on iTunes after the Super Bowl. Crazy, right? Uh, which is very amazing. And all their all their music, J Lo and Shakira's music, streaming very heavily to this day. Yeah. So since the Super Bowl, they've been very very active and. I know Shakira has a new track that she was she was promoting that helped 
push that as well. So that was that was a big deal, and I think that the NFL uses that as as a big carrot. Most performers, since Pepsi kind of took over the contract, performers that have some sort of contract with Pepsi are the ones that get you know reached out to first. So that's part of it. But all good stuff. Now we can move on into the Oscars. But yes, that's that's a big big selling point for anybody who does perform on the, uh, the big Super Bowl stage. Now, the Oscars are an acting thing, so those are the major awards for, for acting. It's the behemoth or the Grammys of, of, of acting, as if you want to put it in that way. And uh, I do like to focus on whatever music they want to put together for the Oscars, just to see what, what, they, want to, what they want to create. Janelle Monet was the opening for that. I love her as, a, as an artist and as an actress as well, so that was cool. I like that. Uh, I think the big story here, uh, although it's it's strange because some folks didn't really get it, was Eminem performing his his hit "Lose Yourself." Lose Yourself, which was yeah. from the movie Eight Mile, which won an Oscar. Yeah, well, long, long time ago. Right back, back. In <laughs> that was the confusing part. Yeah, yeah, yeah two thousand two, and I remember watching that. That broadcast and yeah, when he wasn't there, right? I don't, I don't think he was there to accept the award. He was not there. Uh, Barbara Streisand was actually the person that, right? Uh, you know, got to name the winner, but he was not there. The other writer who helped him put this track together received the award on his behalf, and it turns out that Eminem never didn't even go to the Oscars. He didn't go to the ceremony because he didn't think he would win, and he felt that it was a waste of time. So he spent it with his daughter and his family, but he, you know, he made up for it by performing this year. Yeah, yeah, that was a big surprise. I mean, there, I think it was a section where they were celebrating, uh, you know, big uh, uh, music in films. Lose Yourself was one of them. So at, at the end of the presentation, you know, the the stage went up and, and Eminem came out and did his thing. You know, I was very... Uh, Happy to see that, you know, Eminem has, has turned a lot of corners over the past couple of years and he's had, you know, a pretty active year and a half. And it was nice to see him, uh, you know, on the main stage again. Justin Bieber is making a, a, a comeback of sorts. You know, he's been in in music, you know, doing kind of features and he's been in, in there, but he hasn't had yeah. a, a full body of work. You know, he's going on, on a world tour now. So it, it's almost like he's, you know, he took a break. He had to kind of get himself yeah, together, yeah. got married. And he's back in business, has a new song out, performed on SNL. And how'd that go? I I, I, I thought his performance was kind of lazy. Maybe it was because he was wearing like these super baggy clothes. His dancing was a little off. He, he has this weird mustache now. Uh, it's it just he looks half baked. He looks he looks tired or or off, you know, like almost like going through the motions. So I don't know if that's just him getting ready to be out there. I mean, yeah, he, but you don't do that on SNL, man. SNL is a big stage. Yeah, you know, but I, I'm just comparing him to perhaps other performers or. I don't know his his past. I've seen him perform on SNL as well and other places where he just seems happy to be there. And he almost just was like, "All right, let's get this over with," kind of. Mm. Kind of. I can see that. 
I can see that, yeah. And, you know, you said, uh, I know you mentioned, Lewis, that he has a kind of like a documentary that he's been filming leading up to what is the release of his yep. new album, which gives fans and folks a, a good inside track to what it is that is kind of putting an album together. Yeah. Which I like. I like that idea. Love it. I think I think it's great. And he does touch up on some really interesting topics on that documentary. He talked about his mental health issues, his marriage, yep. the changes that he's made in his life. And I think that that's important because maybe that is a precursor to his fans to tell to let them know what you're going to see here is not old Justin Bieber. Yeah, you know what? I'm glad you mentioned that because that makes sense. I mean, that that's what I got from the documentary as well. I think... At one point, he mentioned, you know, he's grown and he's matured and he approaches his career a little differently than what he did. You know, he's a man now. He's he's married. You know, he has his family and, and his priorities are different, right? So he's not probably that boy bandish uh, Justin Bieber that we're used to, you know. And it, it may be that he's more chill and more uh, laid back on performing. Some artists fall out of love performance part of it right they love being in the studio they love being doing the creative that's where they put the most energy and have the most passion but then for some you know performing becomes a chore performing becomes something you have to do because the label requires you to do that you know i'm not saying that that's where he's at but it's possible right and and that comes with time that comes with being tired i think he mentioned this in documentary too he there was one point he was on tour for two years straight you know that takes a toll on the body that takes a toll on the mind it, it it gets you drained. It gets you tired. And maybe maybe he's afraid of going back to doing that. You know, may, I wouldn't be surprised if you may see a shorter tour, you know, maybe two or three months um, as opposed to going years. You know, that 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 kind of happens with age and maturity. I think the younger you are, the fresher you are on the game, the more you're willing to do. Yeah. And, and those are all excellent points. You know, as you get older, that touring life kind of takes a toll on you. And maybe he's just getting prepared for what what may come. Maybe there's, like you said, a different type of show that he's trying to put together. And he's just getting people prepared for that. And there is a lot of excitement and anticipation for this new album and this new tour. So I think he's trying to perhaps maybe temper expectations a little bit or let people know what you're going to see is just a different version of what you're used to, maybe a new a new stage in my career. And I like that he's opening it up in a way where folks feel like they were part of the process as well. You know, and speaking of tours, Janet Jackson will be uh, is preparing a new album and also going on tour. And I think that is, I think that's cool. I think that Janet Jackson is always someone who I appreciate when she comes up with new work. Although the last time that she did that, I felt like she stumbled a little bit i didn't i wasn't i don't know if it was the marketing or the way she she went about or the tour was good but the new music didn't really do it for me any expectations on what she might do this time around Lewis? the name of the tour is called black diamond world tour for 2020 and one of the cool things is she's yeah like you said she's featuring brand new music but she's also performing her hits from rhythm nation so i think that's probably the catch for folks like us 
who appreciate, you know, Janet Jackson's uh, older work. So I would be looking forward to seeing, you know, some of that music as well. And it looks like it's a big tour. It runs from June 24th, starting out in Miami, and ends up on August 23rd in Tacoma, Washington. So she's going to be pretty busy. And, um, you know, I'm looking forward to, I've never seen, I mean, that's always been on my bucket list. My actual, my, my bucket bucket list used to be, I wanted to see Michael Jackson um, perform live. I, I didn't have the opportunity. I don't know if you did. Have you? No, no, I did not. Yeah, without yeah, that was one of my one of my bucket list items. But Janet Jackson comes in a close second, and uh, you know I think it's a tour that I would probably want to go check out. So you'll probably see my butt in the seat there uh, come June. Yeah, and I think that's something about Janet Jackson that uh, some folks might f- have forgotten, especially those who are a little bit younger, is her shows are top notch. You know. Oh yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. she dances, she sings, she has a. Uh, kind of a theme throughout you know her shows are worth every penny and i think that this is a good a, a good moment to kind of remind everybody of that yeah yeah I'll, I'll be looking forward to checking that out yeah i'm looking forward to hearing her new music what she has to offer so far 2020 has been uh, a lot of fun just seeing so many people that i enjoy putting yeah. out music along with some of the new kids. I mean, these this is a a great time to really be involved in 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 loving music because there's so much going on. Yeah. So that. And uh you know, God bless streaming cuz I I don't know if I'll be able to catch up without it. You know. <laughs> uh quick tidbit, one of the things that I like to do and for those who have access to streaming is you want to create a playlist with uh the Billboard charts. And what that does is it automatically changes as the billboards charts change. So every couple of weeks, you might want to listen to that and see what is hot. And I like to do that with uh, the different genres just to see what people are feeling. What what is what is it that people are enjoying? Yeah, yeah. So I like- have you been listening to anything uh, recently that that you've been enjoying? In, 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 any artist in particular or album? No, the only thing that I listen to, and this is this is going to sound. Uh, Kind of, kind of funny is uh, Stevie B, who I really enjoy and is a, a freestyle dancer, as a oh, artist. Yeah, he has a new album, right? He, he has a new album, and, and I was—that's the last thing that I really got a chance to sit down and listen to. I, I enjoyed it. I think I have to listen to it a couple more times. He does touch up on multiple genres, which I think that is important for him to be able to reach the multiple people who are his fans. So. You know, he has R&B in there. He has some uh, kind of Brazilian tones in there. Uh, obviously, some dance music, some freestyle. So I, I, I like what he's doing with it. So we'll we'll see what develops from there. But that's the last thing I really listen to. I've been uh, really kind of nostalgic lately. So I've been listening to some older stuff as I get ready for uh, perhaps some of the newer music that's coming down the pipeline. That's great. All right. Well, I'm going to have to check that out. Well, that concludes this wonderful mashup episode of Musically Speaking. Please do not forget to subscribe, like, give us five stars, and give us some feedback. Catch you on the next one. Peace. Thank you for tuning in to Musically Speaking with your hosts, Lewis and Pedro. Be sure to visit musicallyspeakingpodcast.com for show notes, past episodes, and our blog. Please subscribe, like, or share with a friend. Till next time. Thank you.